trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellent am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone, sending my songs through the phone, dreaming of a better home, we more focused on trying to hone this craft, witchcraft. I hope the blue hearts let this last. That was the great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime who having the time of his life in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania this weekend for the Play Music Conference. His name is Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us again on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, there is many things you can learn in life when you sit back and you watch, when you realize that your eyes can carry your soul, when you can truly, truly, truly depend on the visuals to carry the narrative. It is by far one of the best times of your life when there is truly that aspect and your eye can capture that perfect moment. This next man has spent a career finding everybody's perfect moment and is able to spin that, build that, and create that. This man can take your audio project and elevate it to a visual you've never expected. This man has worked with families such as the amazing Jahan Nostra and Chesky Ramos. This man is now successful with a crowdfunding campaign to, to launch his next project. I want you to put your hands together, not physically, but only mentally, because physically <laughs> keep your hands attended too because you're driving. But mentally put your hands together for the amazing Edwin Escobar. How you doing? Thank Welcome, you. Benvenue. Man, thank you for having me again. That's a great PR run. Fire my PR <laughs> right now. <You're> <laughs> he does his Where best. <laughs> Telling you, I'm telling you, I'm about to start a start that cameo thing and like mm -hmm. offer this for, for people to like gas them up for like their, their big business work. Like, oh, I got a big business meeting today. Oh, $25.99 on cameo. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't about me. I've been talking about me all weekend. My voice is still sort of uh a little sore and and, and raspy. But Ooh, I bet. Edwin, man, we've had you on the show before. Obviously, you are a phenomenal director, um, and but you're stepping into this brand new stuff. You talked about a little bit on the show last time, but now it's it, it's like fully in, in fruition. And super congratulations! Crowdfunding um, is super important, but also one of the most difficult things to do. I mean, I'd love yes. to talk a little bit so about true. that, um, and you know what it's like to truly pull put yourself out there um, for the you know the people to really see you and. And at some points to see the struggle of, oh, my goodness, we might not make the campaign. Right. Um, so congratulations on making the campaign. But what were some of the steps you decided to go into to get into crowdfunding? And if you could, for the, the, the people playing the home game, what exactly is crowdfunding? So I've never done it before. I've never asked for in any way, shape or form. I've never asked for investors or uh, crowdfunding. It's not mm -hmm. my personality. I'm not one of those people that jump on people's inboxes and stuff. Um, and I've tried GoFundMe, I've tried Kickstarter, and they just really not, it didn't work because I didn't put the work in. So I'll, I'll be first mm -hmm. to admit, I didn't do what it takes. It's a whole different art form, right? You have to get out of your shell. So 
crowdfunding is pretty much just reaching out mostly to social media. I think only on social media, really, um, to raise funds for a project. And typically you have incentives that you give back, right? So hopefully something that doesn't cost you what you just raised, right? Right. So, you know, exactly. a percentage of it. Um, some people do merchandise, which I don't, I've never done this. So I wouldn't jump on that, but um, that's essentially what it is. So um, as, as we spoke before, we did a share of films. I did a share of films during the pandemic on a shoestring budget. Um, mm-hmm. They did well. And, I've, you know, I've done a lot for hire. That's what I do for a living. But this time... Um, I had just finished editing. Well, film, I was the DP and editor for a film called Deport, uh, mm-hmm. written and directed by Joel Roman. Shout out to him. Um, he had no problem sharing his process. Uh, and there's this company out of LA called Avenida Productions, and they have a crowdfunding arm. The difference okay. is they coach you. Ah, so okay. They will bug you, and they're like, don't be shy. And I was a little resistant at first. I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't inbox people i do work i send you an invoice and then we you know it doesn't have to be right. transactional but it's always business as usual so they walked me that like the young lady fanny was like she was like look you're not scamming anybody don't don't have that um uh uh what i forgot the name of it the imposter syndrome that you're, at, yeah. you're not begging it's like right. and, and it proved right i have a, a 167 contributors uh a little over ten thousand dollars in 30 days <laughs> Um, and the, the challenge was, you know, the only, I was in charge pretty much anytime I let down, I noticed that there was not a lot of interaction, but when I mm-hmm. follow the coaching mm-hmm. every day, they'll send you a message. Hey, you should do this. Maybe do this. Um, and it does mm-hmm. take like, you know, I stopped making a lot of my memes and jokes. I, started, I got serious about the crowdfunding, right. but uh, it was a learning experience, but it was successful, but it's very intuitive. It's very intuitive. And again, the coaching made all the difference to me. Uh, so it's a combination of the coaching and then digging into your your the, the group that values you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are clients and fans and people that, have, you know, that have been, so we targeted Facebook because that's really my platform. Um, right. Even though the algorithm don't let you interact a lot, uh, right. the process that the coaching gives you lets you kind of exploit that a little bit. Hmm. Those people that I thought were not on social media anymore that contributed because I broke mm-hmm. the cycle. Don't tell Mark right. those. No one has to know. No one has to know. Our little secret. <laughs> Our little secret. Well, it, it, it's super interesting because, you know, um, if you do talk to us, a lot of the, the branding and marketing professionals, um, they do state that um, Facebook is kind of the last uh, type of medium where you want to look for stuff like that. But you have to understand your demographic. And yep. for you, your de- your demographic is, is uh, hitting Facebook and for a lot of the, the people uh, this past weekend, their demographic, they were pushing hardcore Instagram and TikTok. Um, how did you know that Facebook was your your demographic to, to really push, make this campaign work? Um, well, again, uh, I kind of knew it, but it was it was confirmed when, when I answered a few questions from the coach and from the platform mm-hmm. that do it. Uh, and by the way, this is a couple of uh, is a, a Latino uh, husband and wife who are mm-hmm. in LA and they got tired of the red tape and they got tired of giving shitty roles. I'm sorry, crappy roles. And um, right. they um, they started a company to help crowdfunding and also tell the stories mm-hmm. without always jumping on the stereotype. Their story is amazing. Right. Um, right. And they do coach you again and they do they help. Like This is a problem that I always had in my market. It's like great ideas, great concepts, no money. Mm-hmm. And th- th- you hit that wall and it's over. Right. 
Mm-hmm. That's that seems to be the fate of, of, of a lot of incredible art out there. I mean, yeah. I, I know a million and a half different musicians, different artists that, that are probably I would consider the best in the world that just can't get that financial support um, because yeah. this it this is not a cheap business, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, there is that hole. You have to spend money to make money True. when you don't have the money to spend to make back. You have to start to really look at the different options, you know, and whether that be busking on the streets or doing like the the, the uh, crowdfunding. Um, and also, I love the fact that you're talking in, uh, so much about the mentorship that went into this specific project for the crowdfunding itself, because it is. It's a complete and total art form. Um, you, you know, uh, one of the, the coolest adv- uh, points of advice that I'd actually gotten um, about crowd about crowdfunding was you know, steal like an artist, go onto some of these platforms that do the crowdfunding and go on with like $5 and then just donate, you know, go to the different projects, pick five different projects and mm-hmm. donate. So then you start to actually get the emails on what that's going, you know, what they're doing, what they're offering, how they're changing, how they're interacting. Um, and do that for like a month and you're constantly getting those updates. Um, yeah. And then you can see what works for them and see how you can change that for what's going to work for you. One of the coolest things that I saw you doing for this project was anytime, whether it be any increment of money, you did a personal shout out on your page uh, for during Facebook, you know, celebrating, you know, that investor, that person who saw your vision and saw your dream was like, hey, I'm totally into this. I'm going to throw some cash in there. Um, was that something you were, were trying to do? Was that something that you did naturally or was that something that you were coached to do? I was coached to do it the right way. I did it wrong the first time. So I would go through a batch and like mm-hmm. when, when three, you know, three people came in, I'm like, right. I put them all in a post, but I didn't put any pictures up. I just tagged them. Right. right? So the, you know, the lady, young lady, uh, Fanny, she was like, ah, you almost got it. But you know, mm-hmm. again, don't tell Mark, but the algorithm loves pictures. So a picture mm-hmm. of what the money is at and a picture mm-hmm. of the person one by one. If you get five right. in an hour, five in an hour, it doesn't matter if it seems repetitive. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to land on their page and people are going to see it. And I saw a big burst at a certain time where um, I think some people, that there's waves of people. I mean, mm-hmm. I have friends, people that I know that were as, hey, I see you doing something. And then we have an hour conversation about a million right. things but that, like the elephant in the room. But mm-hmm. on, the, on the fourth quarter, they all came in with substantial, substantial amount. Some people watch right. it, see what you're going to do and how they're going to go. And then they jump in and, it's, you know, I mean, you can try to, breaking noggin kind of mm-hmm. strategize but really what it is is people people are at different times financially we're not in the best place right now as far as right. people so um so I'm, i always thought about like damn you don't really have to do this at all but right. a lot of people wanted to be invested and and it also gives you this accountability it's so public that i always finish what i start but for anybody right. that has any of those last minute uh, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like now, there's a little bit of that good pressure to get mm-hmm. it done, and then you realize how big your inner circle is. Because the strategy is start with your inner circle, and then they'll spread the words, and then you start seeing all the strangers giving. I was like, I, 167 people that donated. I know each and every one of them. Right, and, and so that's that works. first. First of all, that that's amazing. I, I and that's and to have those different you know relationships, you know, people forget you know, 
how important an actual relationship building is in any type of industry and in life in general, but really because, you know, of the person that you are and how you connect with people on a personal level, you know, these hundred plus people have connected with you and want to invest in you and see something in you that they want to to put out there. So for, for all the artists that are playing the home game at home, really every single interaction you have out there in the world it could be that one it could be that one that gets you into that different door it could be that one that drops that extra five dollars on your crowdfund campaign that gives you gives you the, the green light and you can keep you know the percentage that you're supposed to give that that one conversation that one person and man it it happens and we're all human you can be burnt out you can be stressed out you can be fizzled to the end but still try to just connect. And it could yeah. be something as simple as, yo, thank you guys for coming out to the show today. Or, oh, it's so cool to see you out here here tonight. Or, you know, on that, you know, Facebook post, actually comment back or, and, and, and like that. You know, um, I love the fact that, you know, you, you posted each individual time, whether it was five times an hour or not, because what other people don't seem to understand is that's also feeding the algorithm. You're yeah. pushing out more content out there as well, but you're also giving back to the algorithm because those people that do comment, you're going to comment on. Mm-hmm. But you can't constantly take from it either. And that's how you kind of manage that algorithm. And I will tell Mark, ha. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's there, it's there for you to use. It's, it's there for you to right. use. Uh, uh, you know, when free, Facebook was a free for all, when, when, you know, when it was the expansion of the, the Wild West, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of my career was because I would post anything and everybody saw it and it became like mm-hmm. engraved because I was doing three, four videos a week. So that just right. became the norm for like years. Then, you know, later on, it started sh- shrinking a little bit, but that's their business model. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can have the conversations, but it really is like if you know how to use it, it's not like, oh, you broke the algorithm. You're going to be banned. It's more mm-hmm. like, hey, we're getting what we like and you're getting what you like you know, it works. If you get enough interaction, enough people to be exposed to the advertisements and exposed to whatever, that's the name of the game. So things are there to be used and, and it, it's an entity, you know, this isn't an emotional, you have to have that emotional intelligence and that, you know, at least use it to your advantage, you know. Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's awesome. Prestige, man, what do you got to say about all this amazing stuff we got rocking and rolling today? What inspired you for Left, the movie? Tell me, I gotta so, know. Um, so I mean, so I started writing out of necessity, like I said during the pandemic. Is uh, and, and believe it, if you go back to my post, if I, I'm, I'm gonna find that memory. And okay. uh, 2020, uh, in the beginning of 2020, before we, when when the word COVID was just like a leftover and at the bottom of the news pages, um, I asked, it was like, if you have a script, we'll find a way to fund. It. I didn't even know how we were gonna do it. Send mm-hmm. it to me. I have three scenes, 10 pages, blah, blah, blah. No one responded. Anyway, pandemic came. I have the equipment. I've never sat on my butt for so long and do, until we know to, to people were fighting over toilet paper. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have, to, I have a, a, the cinema camera. I have the sound equipment. I have a property that I live in and I can do whatever I want. I got, I'm doing something. So I wrote out of a necessity and I found my niche in writing, which is thrillers and psychological because it's mostly cinematography. Right. Okay. Um, like yeah, comedy. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I might be funny on Facebook sometimes and you with are. my friends, but, you know, to write a comedy, you, you got to pretty much write a drama. You, gotta, you have to write a drama and be funny. 
That's how you write a good right. comedy, right? Yeah, it's and, a challenge. Yeah. So my first one, Tenant, is a lot of cinematography, some dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, and I did a bunch of other ones. I got busy again. It's what I do for a living. Um, but having a, a, a daughter now, she's uh, uh, 19 months. I'm staying home a little more. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. sitting is not my thing. And right. she's, you know, she's a little more self-sufficient. Um, I finished editing the port. I saw the process. I got excited again about mm-hmm. taking on a passion project. And, and, and my wife is a big, big part of this because she works a lot. Uh, but we, we found a nice schedule that I can focus on the film and still do what I need to do, right? Um, oh, so uh, I always had this idea in my head about, you know, that my grandmother is 102 years old and she does have dementia, right? Uh, but it's not about her. The film is not about her. But I've I've seen her go through a lot. Um, but I've always had this thing like I can't. Even, I don't know how people put their you know. And I get when people do put people in a home when you're like completely endangered to yourself and you're unable to care for someone absolutely and it's heartbreaking. But right. Um, I did a music video just before the, the before I did the port. Mm-hmm. I did a music video and we went to do a piece a documentary piece at my client's father's assistant living facility and. Right. Uh, I, as we were walking to him, I saw people just sitting in chairs looking at the wall, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is this is why I'm a, whatever it takes. We're gonna keep my grandmother at home." And right. mm-hmm. I started imagining, "Hey," and I was with the lead actor Stephen Edmund, and we and I was like, "Damn, that's sad." And then I was like, "Damn, imagine you don't know that you belong here, and you're wandering around here, and they won't let you leave, and like because that's what happens when you have dementia." Mm-hmm. So that's what in my head. I did the port, and then one night I was like, "I'm gonna write about this." I started, I kind of gave up, wait another week, and I, I completely finished the process with the port. I'm done with the contract. The premiere is out. I saw it could be done, and I asked the director, I was like, how did you come from? He was like, dude, go to um, support a story, follow the coaching, and you get it, bro. Mm. So before I did that, I was like, I need a script. I can't do this on an idea. Right. Uh, so I set myself to do a since I'm going to raise the money for it, let me challenge myself. And instead of one or two actors, I'll, I'll have 10. Okay. Uh, let me let me give each one of these a real a quick start so it can become a series. So mm-hmm. my lead actor is the first story. And as we stand, it should be about a 22-minute short, which I can pitch as a, as a pilot, too. Everybody here nice. affects it because so as, as I started fundraising and I explained what inspired me, which was like dementia and people being left mm-hmm. behind, um, I, people started connecting with this the, with dementia and how it affects them. I don't know how many people. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's something in the food for a certain generation or right. we just living longer. Mm-hmm. But and people were like, "Oh my god!" Like my grandmother passed from this, or I'm still dealing with this with my mom. Oh, um, yeah. You know how to forget forgetting your identity, who you are. So again, I'm a I'm a I'm a thriller writer. Uh, that's my niche. So. I'm like, you know, I want to make a movie that's scary, but not about a demonic entity or the paranormal because right, I don't really buy into that. And I'm tired of the mm-hmm. genre. It's always a kid in a house in Connecticut. Bro, how many times are you going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Jordan Peele took scary from what he considered scary, which is it had to do with racial tension and the things that right. do happen behind closed doors with, you know, with certain things. And he made art out of it. So there's nothing scarier than being locked in your head and not knowing who you are. 
And there's so nothing scary about being on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. We got the genius Edwin Escobar here on Behind the Brand. Edwin, I'm very sorry to interrupt you. You just had to do the protocol. Go right ahead, sir. I read the email. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> He's so smooth. <laughs> so smooth, though. So smooth. So no, that was a good one. That was like, mm. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, so you know that, that's that, and that's I'm also uh, developing my identity as a filmmaker, mm-hmm, even though mm-hmm. I've been doing, you know, I've done over three thousand music videos at this point. That is yeah. like an automatic, uh, and that's how I've been telling stories. But I've been telling other people's stories for so long, mm-hmm. and I want to start telling my stories. Of course, uh, but the the dementia concept became so important that I I did alter the film to make it more on the nose. A because I always have a fear again that this the imposter syndrome, and I'm like I don't want right. people to feel this is a gotcha, and they think the because some people that had to like address some people were like oh I'm lo- I love that you're doing a documentary over this let me know how I can help and I'm like wait wait there's not a documentary about dementia this is a movie it's mm-hmm. a scary right. movie at face value but I want you to know that it's not based on paranormal stuff it's based on right. the mental illness is the scariest thing in the world you don't oh, have to. Have uh, we have how people say we have our own demons in our head, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing being locked in your own head and stuff is always. Um, so I love movies like uh, Shutter Island and things that really make you like you know, questioning your reality is a big theme. Um, you know, even talking about Skynet and 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 leading to yeah. the Matrix, mm-hmm. it's like, are we plugged in? You'll never know, but if you're crazy, <laughs> you don't know it. That's one of the um characteristics of being nuts, <laughs> you won't know, <laughs> but no, it, your identity. It's, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? It's scary. Like my grandmother, 102 mm-hmm. year old, the matriarch, and and just seeing her just lose her ability to rule over the family and just become like what she sometimes may feel like a burden in lucid moments because lucid moments are scary too. Like waking yeah. up two years later, like, huh? I can't walk anymore? <laughs> like, what? Right. So it's scary. But yeah, uh, that you, was the you, you brought You brought that into reality, brother. But um, easy, a light bulb went above your head, man. Go ahead and speak. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's just really interesting because so many people kind of, you know, push away and, and only identify like the horror genre as, you know, a paranormal aspect or, st- or stuff like that. But it's when you can actually play on the societal beliefs and you can tweak that, you know, The Exorcist is one of the most incredible um, horror movies out there. And yes, yes, there's a little bit of that paranormal in there, but it's a lot of playing with the tropes that are, you know, beaten into us through Catholicism and really yep. tweaking in, in that type of aspect. That's the stuff that, that draws you in. So to really take the concept of, you know, yes, obviously mental health is, is, is a huge talking point and has been something that people have been facing, especially coming out of the pandemic. But now to take that next level and add the dementia aspect in there and truly being trapped inside your own head. I don't know if you remember, but um, Metallica, the video for one, was actually based off of a movie very similar to that where a gentleman, you know, kind of passes out and then wakes up and has no arms and no legs and is just trapped in a box. Mm. Um, and the entire movie is just, and this is, I think in like a 30, a fifties movie. Um, but then it, it becomes part of the video for uh, Metallica's one. And to this day, mm. it's still just as creepy because you have no control um, and to really convey that aspect and then to paint a human face on it 
because we yeah. all know somebody. We all know someone who's been touched by this. We all know someone who, who's been related to someone like this. We've all had that conversation, um, even in mainstream um, commercial kind of stuff right now. The Connors, you know, the grandmother character is now dealing with with severe onset dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally, the you, you struck the iron is super hot right now for for this to come through. Um, and I, I love the fact know. that it actually well, and that's that's what I love about this is this came from such a genuine place. So right now the lightning is there for you to strike, and I'm awesome. so looking forward to to where that next evolution comes from. Oh yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate that. No man, no, no matter what, yeah, yes, I trumpet everything that is CT and everything that that is Elm City. But honestly, I have been a fan of what you do for a very long time, and anything I can do to try to help get to that next level, uh, except for the fact that I'm broke and I couldn't have, have donated. I'm trying to start my own crowdfunding campaign uh, to pay <laughs> the bills. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, uh, <laughs> nah, um, have, I'm definitely gonna be know, here have, for have that. A I, lot you, of help. I had a lot of just an encouraging mm-hmm. word, just acknowledging. Yeah. You know, this is already like scary for me to be emailing or, or DMing people. Mm-hmm. So even just like, hey, I see what you're doing. I don't got it right now, but keep doing right. your thing. I mean, that's enough. That's always enough. And and again, when you're on the mindset and you're not like, this isn't personal, this isn't you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got you have positive things to focus on instead of like, oh, this person di- didn't respond or or I mean everything and anything. I've had people respond, but like you should you should be doing this instead, like with their own ideas, and it's like. It's feedback, cool, but you know you don't spend time on that or dwelling on it or feeling like that's not what I'm asking for. It's like okay, you know, some people know how to deflect really well, and and again because right. I'm not one of those, and and it's for me, I'm not selling on behalf of anybody else. I'm not selling a product or a, or marketing level, whatever you call those. Like like there's a product that's gonna get done here, but if right. you don't, I completely understand because it's not a, it's not a great financial time for most. Um, right. You know, eggs eggs. Eggs are the new, uh, the people about to be fighting over eggs next. <laughs> we ain't lying about that. But Thank goodness I know a whole bunch of people who own chickens. <laughs> hey, Edwin, what's yes. harder, writing the script or pitching the script? Mm. Um, For me, I guess getting started. But once I start, it usually is like a, a, a one nighter and then a bunch of editing later. But the mm-hmm. editing is easier because it's like ideas pop up. I'm like, oh, this thing can use this, whatever. Pitching the script is, I don't really have to pitch the script. For example, this company doesn't really want, they don't ask you for the script. Mm. They don't mm. need it. They, you know, you only, you really shouldn't be just sending it out, protected or not, it should be closed in. Um, my first, the people I had in mind, so I didn't do a big audition. The people mm-hmm. I had in mind, everybody was in it. They're still in it. There was only one person that, because the, her job and time couldn't commit. And that's also, right. that's support to me because you're not wasting my time either. Okay, um, so I found someone I like else, that. but all my actors are, are 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 pretty much invested. Some of them actually put money in the crowdfunding, which was like reversal of like, okay, wow, awesome, because awesome. cool. I'm I mean I'm budgeting to make sure everybody's gas is paid, that that we right. have food, um, you know, I, you know, this, this is all all the way like you know get all the liability insurance to make sure that we're all good, locations, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, pitching it wasn't hard because I didn't have to pitch it. To, there's only right, so I have two investors that came in on an equity end, right? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and that's separate from the crowdfunding, which gives me a lot of room to to a. My goal is to send this to 100 film festivals. So right, the average cost is 35 dollars for submission. 
Okay. Uh, so you know that's thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's thirty five hundred right there. Yeah, but I want to send it because uh, um, I I know we could do it. I'm gonna send it to the ones I won first, and a bunch of different ones, and hopefully be able to travel to the ones that we win and all that stuff. But uh, I I didn't have to really pitch it. I sent it to to four people that personally I know were in a good place. Mm-hmm. And and just to see, and they're people I grew up with, and I know, and they're good and professionals, and they were in already. They were just pretty much waiting for me all these years to pitch something to them. I sent mm. it to them. They came in. I sent the paperwork. I, I, um, my my executive in charge, which was my first investor, helped me organize my thoughts and the emails and stuff, so that way pitching was easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they read it, but they loved the script. They see that they did see, had to see the script. Just to get an idea of what I wrote, uh, but it touched everybody. Like again, um, one of my investors is dealing with his father, and he's not even in the country. And oh, wow. you know, it's, it's, sometimes he has to just fly out because it's you know it might be the time, right? It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know what he put in. My other guy put in because I'm friends with him, and I know my lead direct, my lead actor through him, and he just always believed in me in so many different ways. Since I used to make beats of the generator, and I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts crates as, uh, as a, a, the room insulator. Yeah. I don't know anything about acoustics. And um, they were pretty much waiting for me to be like, but but that's my personality. And they know that I wasn't going to come correct until I was ready mm-hmm. with a right. longer script, at least over 20 minutes. My average has been 10 minutes per short. Um, okay. More actors, location-wise. I mean, our most expensive set, it's, it's a medical facility. The only one that looks close enough to a nursing home. Mm. And... You know, not a lot of red tape. You know, having the insurance is good. It opens a lot of doors, but it's not cheap. They right, want they wanted some some bread, right? And but that's understandable. That's what I'm fundraising for. Um, right. like every dollar here has a has a purpose. Uh, and 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 if we go under, then we know what we can. You know, have things that are like that I don't really need. Um, mm-hmm. like for example, I have a good set of lenses, but if I got some money left over, I'm renting some better cinema lenses, right? But mm-hmm. it's not gonna make or break the movie because it's not really, mm-hmm. it's not this big, you know, showcase. I, I'm gonna rent some some vintage lenses if anything. They Ooh, have vintage. that nice look, though. Um, but yeah, so uh, having these people by my side is is, is been great, and it just kind of reinforces that I'm uh, my purpose is being fulfilled, and I'm growing. I don't feel stagnant. Last year was feeling stagnant back mm-hmm. in the pandemic um and 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 like okay music videos am i gonna be 50 doing music videos i don't know man i gotta do something like those little thoughts mm-hmm. that come in your head but um but pitching it wasn't the hard thing right location scouting was because at this point it's not just about the money like i mentioned it's about but what are you doing again what do you need yeah. to be here <laughs> um you know we got to do a um a hipaa sweep when we go there there has to be three people present that to make sure before we start rolling. They right. do mm-hmm. Like, and I'm okay with that. I'd rather take our time and not put anybody in a bind. You know what I mean? That's like that's a big yeah. thing. Hippos, you know, they're there for a reason. Um, you, you but want yeah, to move no. correctly. Getting started, this getting gotcha. started, you know, is the is the problem. Is the is the biggest challenge. Is this big like push? It's like when you want to work out and, and the first day you're like ah, uh, like. Ah, mm-hmm. man, I don't really want to. So, but once you do, it's just like da 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 da. And, and I do. I do some editing. I let people read it. Um, when I have a a role, a doctor, and a character does a doctor. So that, for example, I'm pretty mm-hmm. much revising every day as I watch different shows, as I study a little bit of them. Like, okay, this doesn't mm-hmm. sound real anymore. So I would right. say starting to write the script is the most challenging. 
Mm. Okay. No, uh, it, it's really interesting because you just touched on something that I, I think a lot of people who think that they are sitting at home, oh, I could totally write a script. Yes, but you have to also understand that you're writing for different people, that not everyone is going to be your voice in your narrative, and you have to be humble enough to understand that, you know, this is a different person. So you have to do that research. It's not like what Edwin would say if he was, right. you know, a doctor in this situation. It's what this doctor who you were creating, you know, and, and luckily, you know, you've been talking with the actors and stuff. Now, do you try to craft the character to the actor's natural personality or um, did you just kind of luck out and find the right people to click? So the I, I wrote them with a definitely wrote it for my lead uh, actor, and mm -hmm. the the first few characters I wrote I didn't really have people in mind. I just wrote them just with enough, I guess, real that you know we can build on the on the character, mm -hmm. and I've been building on them as we as we approach the the day of, of filming. Um, right. But I found the people that I wanted, but it was through the uh, an immediate network that I didn't even know I had. Uh, right. Again. Some of the some of the actors uh, I I used uh, they were they just they were just uh, we just did the port movie and they were in it, mm -hmm. so I, I sweeped a couple of them, and you know they fit because one of them is like this guy looks like the doctor, <laughs> like right. he's gonna be yeah, yeah. he played there you go different character but I picked people also on their leadership skills and their ability to work with others, um, being that I'm not paying them life changing money or you know being able to you know fly them all out to places and and, and like you know. When you can get like real, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing all this for you. I wanted them to be happy to be in the film first, excited, right? Uh, but also uh, leadership. I give you an example. Um, Abe Perez, um, he was in the port. His role in the port. Uh, I watched him act while I was doing all the filming. Uh, but besides right. that, watching him act, I watched him lead and help others get out of holes and and out of moments of confusion and like you know the self beating moments. So that's another thing that I look because I I think actors are team members. When you work right. in a in a production, a, a small budget production, you're all team members. You know, if you talk about the Hollywood joints, when you know you you cut, you go to your trailer and do whatever you do in the trailer. You know, like Will Smith and his uh, eighty footer, or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's you know they're they're just entities and they have PR and they got these bubbles around them. So they're mm -hmm. not really a team, but they are actors. They do their thing. They they, they the chemistry works. But while we're on the ground and nobody's really on the, you know, celebrity status, we all, we're a team and we help. Right. Uh, um, and I have actors, again, that not only did they contribute uh, while, while we're not filming, they're like, I'll do, I do boom operation if you need to. So you don't got to really overspend on that end. Um, so they're willing, you know, they're, they're willing to change other roles, which is great to have those names in different sections on your credits. You know, it shows that that is a team. That is teamwork. Right. So I picked them. Yeah, they, I wrote the character, picked people that fit for the look and the acting, but then also narrowed down that decision to like, is this gonna be a team player, and mm. and 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 what is this gonna be mean? mean what is this gonna mean to them that they actually uh, care about it as much as I do? Right. Especially when people are sending me money to get this done. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, yeah word. That that definitely changes changes the entire face face of everything. You know, yeah. because, hey, you know, having the idea is amazing. Being jazzed to have that idea is amazing. Having a couple of people super energized to support you is amazing. But then actually yes, having that and money behind it. Before I forget, because mm -hmm. this is another part, and I want to go back to Preston's question. 
Yeah. The hardest part for me was not it, 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 it starting to write. But what I will tell other people, anyone that wants to write anything, please take the time and learn how to write a screenplay properly because hmm. it's going to cost you more money. Like if you write longhand and just hand, I keep, first of all, I don't know what I'm looking at. There's no way mm -hmm. to tell what dialogue was not. And then, right. I, for example, when, when people bring me that, I'm, I have to charge you to, to do adaptations. And right. and that costs you hourly. That money could go to a whole other set of different things for your film. Oh, um, right. Interesting. So people have it, whatever. That's real interesting. But, and, I mean, I have to tell some people, there's a lot of creatives around me, and we share ideas, and I have to, like, bro, learn it. I have to teach myself, or there's a program that you only got to pay when you're ready to print the thing. And it's mm -hmm. uh, Celtics, not to give them, you know, free promo, but I mean, they're the most easy and the most user friendly and the more, um, you know, they, they don't seem like they're a, ca a cash grab. They really help you, you know, because a lot of people write on it or whatever your choice is, learn to write it, it from the beginning. Don't do an idea and then adapt it. You costed yourself money and time. I start straight from the way it's supposed to be. So do yourself that favor. Or no, no one's reading that. Like I read it, and then I tell you what it's gonna cost to to to, to make it happen. But you mm. hand somebody a concept and an email, then they're not even opening that. Um, mm. Like you said, different departments have to read differently. They have their eyes got to go to a certain place. If you're familiar with a screenplay, it's yeah. not to be fancy or appetite. It's because your actors know where to go. The eye, you know, the eye goes. This is like formatted over years, and it works, and it keeps working, and there's no reason to change it. Um, and some people think you're just being Hollywood. Like, I don't got why well, I got to write it like that. Like, bro, like, because how are you going to build a house if you don't have a standard blueprint? Like, electricians know what to look for. That's their department. Yeah. The plumbing guy knows, you know, so it's, it's just done so that I can go to that. So, like, your slug is for the cinematographer. And even if it's only, if you're doing five jobs, you mm -hmm. have to, that's, that's what I consider dressing for the part in the film industry. Like, mm, right. do things. If if they if they make sense logically to make the process easier, it's not being Hollywood. Do it right. So that's one thing I would tell everybody: learn to write a screenplay the right way from the beginning. From the beginning on <laughs> WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM New Haven, myself Prestige and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made Ez Blues is in the building. We got director Edwin Escobar with us. Easy, very sorry to interrupt. Go right ahead, brother. No, see, this is this is what is absolutely incredible because, you know, um, and there is so much history that's out there. And now some of that history has become pop, you know, pop culture. Um, they just did. If you have the, the, the Paramount app, they just did a whole thing about the making of The Godfather. And that was a big aspect. You had this incredible book, but that book needed to be adapted into a screenplay so that it could be a movie. It's not like they took the book and just threw it at the actors and be like, okay, do what you have to do. You know, <laughs> they, they had to really go in there and craft out the characters, yeah. and craft out the dialogue. And that format is so, so super important. You know, as someone who has done acting and, and different type of things, you know, I know that as it runs down, you have that blurb for the stage direction. You know, you should have as per some type of notes in parentheses, how how to project or where the character's motivation is coming from. All of that has to be in this particular format. And the more work you put in on the ground floor as the person writing this screenplay, the less work that has to be outsourced. And a lot more of your vision can be put in there. Yep. You know, that's a huge thing when you're given the concept and okay, can you adapt this? I'm going to adapt it, but understand 
it's adapting. I'm taking yeah. from this and putting me in this as well. You know, it's going to be my point of view now going through there or me trying to understand your point of view of how something goes on. You know, the further out you get, the less of yourself will be in there. So maybe by the time the 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 movie is released, it has your title. <laughs> That's about it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and 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 it's nothing to 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 what you thought it was going to be. It's a story that we hear in the music industry all the time. You know, you have songwriters that that you know. I wrote this incredible, heartbreaking piece, and it's turned into a pop song. You know <laughs> that 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 is so sugary and, and saccharine filled that you've got to start taking diabetes shots and take your insulin. Um, you know. <laughs> But this is this is what happens when you give up that 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 freedom and by having somebody have to do that by not doing your own homework by not getting in there and hustling. Look, man, you could have sat and you could have, you know, got more investors without the crowdfunding aspect, but more of your vision would have been taken away. I think that is one of the most incredible things about doing these fun uh, crowdfunding campaigns mm-hmm. is us as artists can stand in there and truly keep as much creative control as we can about that you know if you go to a record label you know they're going to see something in you and want to push that particular thing over and over again because it's destined to make money right but if you can go to a label with a full thing and results already out there you have more control of your product you have more control of, of of how you are perceived and it's the same exact thing in the film industry and I love the comparisons and I also love that you're going through the same steps as you know the guy that directed Charlie's Angels and you know all these other people who started out in music videos you know people forget that was John Landis directed uh uh Moonwalker or directed um Thriller um mm-hmm. these were these are phenomenal big time you know movie directors that's had their start really in in the video aspect of it and now you are now taking that huge step out there yourself man so congratulations thank you and, uh, what, what is it what does it feel like to kind of be part of that pop culture history uh well you know it's for the people to to tell you know mm-hmm. i think the impact um i think the impact obviously in our, our i would say a local market because even though there's an indie section that is also infiltrated with scams corruption right. money mm-hmm. it's it can be almost more toxic than your industry would set terms that people just don't read right uh so there's an underserved uh. there's an underserved part of my indie that just you know we're not the cool guys we don't and i don't believe you got to like or work with everybody just because you can connect with a billion people on the app mm-hmm. we, we know we really it's hard to maintain a million relationships um, and mm-hmm. it work, yeah. If you have a relationship with a, with a client, you only see them once a year, twice a year. You know how they are, but you you know you you keep your you know you really don't have only but twenty four hours a day. And if you have family and other things, you can't nurture a hundred close friendships. So, right. um, and at the same time, as a business, you know, if, if, unless you have workers out there like I don't, like when it's mm-hmm. a one on one thing, you really have to manage your lifestyle so that you don't start having to do more than you. Than you want to or that's going to affect right. you right because you don't need to be in every crowd in every circle like i said like the word True. indie is now like okay but are you indie like you know because i'm indie but i'm a service provider so i've never right. struggled like an artist does so mm-hmm. an artist has to put a lot of money 
into the craft and if they might not know how to make a bag or they may just still they just might have it but still not it's an expense it hasn't become an investment um or it hasn't turned into an investment so like i i could say i'm, I'm indie but i can never complain about the struggles my struggles are more about red tape placement but the more i grow the more i understand is like you know if there's a place that it's not everything's for you and it's not a circus that circle's not for you you create your own path mm -hmm. so you know again i want to tell stories my way i want to you know my my cast is just you know i wasn't looking for diversity it just i live in diversity so right. it just so happens that i have people from all backgrounds but they're playing all these roles that have nothing to do with what if you you know if you get if you're an extra at a, in a certain film you want to you know if you're the black guy you got to play the black guy to what they want you to right. play and you can see that on, on low and order um mm -hmm. you can see that on any of these and it's just it, it, look it's theater i get it like it's, but look it's it's you know it's the movie business and there's machines that are moving there's money invested and this is the look we need you to do but yeah there's a million other stories that may not seem profitable right now but they will become profitable because again, this is a step for me to make this a sustainable thing and repeat it. Right. So, right. but but it can't be sustainable with with little investment, and I it'll be hard for me to do. Say, go to the Bijou and say I can fill this theater up with a ten minute short. It's a little too short. Like I right. gotta hit the twenty minute mark, but now I have the the dimension conversation. So the, the what the premiere is not just gonna be the short. It's gonna be Q and A. The short film and a conversation about the inspiration, and it's really right. almost tending for creatives, but but it's gonna be more than just the short one. It's a longer short, and it's more. I think it's gonna be more fulfilling. Um, and if you know if my actors are down and we get some extra time on each set, I have more scenes to add um, right. that are relevant to it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to get this to get this started. I love how you say, you know, if they're down and we have the time, I have more scenes to add. That's something that I really, you know, in any type of art that I, I get involved in, um, I'm a big fan of having too much and then, you know, being able to whittle that down mm -hmm. to to the perfect piece of art instead of just having just enough and then you whittle down and then there's something missing. Um, how do you know, you know, when to add and when you just have that perfect, you know, I'll say chord because I'm a musician, but that, that perfect <laughs> piece, you know what I mean? Right. So it's not perfect because the, the, the goal is to, again, the thing about writing that I've learned that I picked up is when you write a, a character, every character, every movie has a universe, right? And it might be our universe. If you want to go deep into the whole uh, MCU, all that stuff. Meaning yeah. it, it belongs in this plane. There's some rules that you follow. Like Star Wars universe is crazy. It's mm -hmm. like, it's it's so complex, right? So right. no matter what, there's a universe and all, like I said, all these characters have like, this This short film is about this moment in this character's life, but his life started long ago and it's going to end mm -hmm. much later. So if there's more budget, more time, there... I know my character, so I can predict what he's going to do. So yeah. at this point, it's almost like an algorithm, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's, we have a diner scene. He sees his ex-girlfriend. How is he going to act, right? And how is it going to add to the story, right? Because we're not just going to add random scenes that just to add, right? So, you know, I, I'll give you an example. Um, I have an, an additional scene uh, because I, I, I went to the package store. And they know me, and and I'm in this mood of telling people what I'm doing, which I never do. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm from raising for this. If you guys feel generous, you know, you guys got money. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and they and they actually you like amateur filmmakers or whatever, and, and like they like to do videos and stuff. They got their own hobbies and stuff. So they were interested, and I ended up coming up with a scene. I'm like, oh, what if my character, who is a recovering alcoholic, because I'm throwing in substance substance abuse with with mental health because they go hand in hand. Um, nice. I'm like, oh, if if he walked in here, but he's got a coin, he would be really like scared and anxious if he walked into the store. What if he came in here drunk and spilled all the wine and didn't have the money to pay for it? Let me right. have the clerk. Hey, you want to play a role like I'm doing this movie? Let me use the space because that will add another two, three minutes, right? So right. I sent him the idea, like like a B script, which I have it coded so I know what 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 I shoot first and if I have time, what to do next. Yeah. And mm -hmm. now I have another scene, but it has to do with the idea because, you know, he is looking for his father and he's going to those places that he remembers his father went to. Mm -hmm. And right. one of them was the package store. And so that's an idea of how I'm like, oh, so it's never over. And right. when when I've exploited this main character, the doctor got his own life. The right. nurse got her own life. The, the actual son of the guy has his own life. The wife has an upbringing. These people mm -hmm. already exist. So, you know, like I said, this could be a series with the right budget. Right. Yeah. And exploring uh, different mental illnesses. And also what I love about that, too, is is you have the ability to tell the story from so many different points of view. That's yep. something that that truly, I think, gets lost on the audience is, you know, imagine watching, I'll say, Clerks, but only from Silent Bob's point of view. Like he's the camera <laughs> this whole time and, and, and the main character instead of Dante. It's a whole different movie. Yeah, you know, there, there are there are totally different moments that would happen, like him going home to his house or, you know, what adventures would go through there. And to sit here and have that that opportunity, I think, is really, really cool. And it's something that I've actually been hoping I would start to see um, in the visual platform. So thank you for for having the intestinal fortitude because we're on the air um to, to do that you know <laughs> hey man i'm trying all right i'm tired i had a long weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. all right slip up once shame on me yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's really and, and i'm a big fan of giving flowers now like i hope you understand how much you taking that step really does mean for the art form itself because i do feel you know there are so many other stories that could be told just from oh, yeah a different character's point of view. Um, and I hope instead of getting like the next wave <laughs> of, you know, remakes or reboots, they're yeah. just like, oh, here's, you know, gone with the wind from this other person's point of view. And what <laughs> yeah. it was like to be this character during that horrible time in life. You know, I, I really hope that that's what happens instead of just telling the same story over. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with short films. They, they're supposed to leave you on a little bit of a, like a cliffhanger and wondering mm -hmm. what happened next. Um, and with everybody involved now, like I said, a sustainable process where the audience, the investor gets what they, what they, what they want, which is a, they get a story, they get to be part of something, they get to be associate in or uh, producers in it. And, uh, but then it's done. And then you, you share this moment at the premiere, the, uh, the, the crowdfunding crowd gets the incentives that they wanted and, and be part of it. Everybody has a part of it and they're invested in it. Um, so then when it's done and you see the result, there's no reason that we wouldn't do this again. And again, even if it's not my writing, um, stories need to be told. It just needs to be sustainable. But I mean, I created my own job, you know, 
before my green card even arrived. I was like, no, I'm going to do this. So right. now I think I, we're going to create more than just my own job. I want to create, again, a sustainable, and it's, it's almost like a theater company. I want, I want, I'm going to reuse these guys for everything I do. Right. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm not their agent, but I want it to be, I want some agency where, you know, we can continue to work more often and, and, and turn this into a more sustainable situation. And again, there's businesses that can sponsor. There's a few that are going to be sponsoring. And then there's some pe people that I know are watching to see what happens on the first one. But after right. that, it's going to be open because people at, at the end of the day, you got eyes on something, you got attention on something. Um, then you can really, really exploit it in a good way, not abuse it, but use it. Right. Uh, because it is business, you know, led and it is supposed to be a sustainable business venture. Um, you know, it's not a hobby that we're going to like, well, you know, let's do what we can. It's like, this has to like, hey, it's already hitting home with the concept. Right. So visually, I, I still have to deliver that entertainment part of it, which is like, right. you know, let me scare you a little bit into what it might feel like to not know who you are anymore. Right. But we do know who you are, Edwin. And unfortunately... <laughs> We have the last two minutes here of our broadcast. We'd like to give this a little bit of time to our guest. Um, just tell about everything you got coming up within the coming year of 2023. And please plug that social media like we do for every guest at Behind the Brand. Go right ahead. This time is yours. Thank you. So as uh, at Director Escobar, that's, uh, that's Instagram, Edwin Escobar on Facebook. It says the director in parentheses. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm moving. I'm, I'm pretty much focusing on this. Um, as soon as I'm done with the editing process and this first one, and all we got to do is administrative process to premiere, I'm going to start looking for the next story and, and start getting either that person to start crowdfunding uh, mm -hmm. or if they have an investor, start that process with them already. So it overlaps. So by the time we retire this movie to the last place where they go, which is Amazon Prime, we are already going to be working on the next one and the next one and the next one because my goal is to do five short films, maybe if possible, do at least three this year, another two this year, because after five shorts, I'm going to attempt to run for a feature film. A little more moving parts, uh, more expensive, actual payroll, like people have to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, but that is the goal. But I need to do five of these successfully to take up a, a feature film because that has way more distribution opportunities. Mm. Edwin, we think oh, I'm going to so continue to see my baby girl grow. Oh, absolutely. You got to put that part in the show. <laughs> oh, every day. Every absolutely. day. Absolutely. We ain't knocking that part. And um, we're really happy to see you grow. We're happy to have you on the show again. Got to have you on multiple times. It's been great. We always learn great Thank things you. about you, Edwin. And easy. Anything you want to say before we go off the air? Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll talk about it with you. I got an idea for you, Edwin. It might actually help with, with that aspect because you still can do the music videos and stuff and have some of those actors pop up as like oh, yeah. Easter eggs in those music videos, you know, in that like particular outfit they were going to wear in that movie. I'm just saying, you know, subliminally. You know, yeah, I like for, 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 we'll talk. We'll talk. I'm weird. Absolutely. I'm wacky. Well, we can't talk no more. WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven behind the brand. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. Have a good day, guys. Appreciate you. Wondering what to write about. Trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellent, Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know.